Average Bob podcast. Uh, if you've missed parts one and two, you can go check those out. Um, we will have these uploaded pretty much anywhere I can get them. I think I'll put them on my podcast platform if you don't mind. Uh, we'll post them on the toughest Facebook page, uh, but I'll also have it on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. So I'll list it there. So if you uh, want to listen, if you miss parts one and two, uh, go check those out uh, wherever your podcasts are available. But we are now on to part three of episode one of the Average Bob Podcast. Uh, in part one, we met Bob. Hello, Bob. Hey. In part two, we talked about your <laughs> wonderfully uh, ambitious endeavor to take on five toughest obstacle course races in 2019. And then you proceeded to scare the living poop out of you. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> Uh, but let's start with the scare of the living poop by recapping race number one, which took place just over a week ago here in sunny Malmo. Um, yeah, walk us through it. Uh, walk us through, because I kind of, I knew about the podcast getting approved from Toughest before you did. Yes. But I wanted you, to, you, calls, you call it the Average Bob Podcast, so I wanted it to be the Average Bob Podcast. So I wanted you to go in with no training, especially if you can do five. I wanted you to go in that first one cold, which I succeeded with. Yes, you did. <laughs> so I, how that went down is... So, uh, yeah, walk us through um, what you had been doing leading up to the race, day of the race, and actual race time. Yeah, and I'll even get into after the race. if you don't Okay, mind. yeah, absolutely. So uh, leading up to the race, <clears throat> so I actually was... Uh, this idea of doing the Savage Bob podcast in cooperation with you and mm-hmm. Toughest. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, uh, I, I had this idea that I presented to you and we, we talked about it a little bit and um, I wasn't sure where it would go. Right. And so then about three weeks before the event, uh, one of the teachers at my, uh, at my son's school mm-hmm. said that they sponsor the event his company sponsors the event so, and what company is that uh vinga yeah one of our major sponsors yeah yeah so he said you know i have uh, i have place a uh, place for you if you want <clears throat> and i was like oh i don't know like yeah it sounds interesting but as i mentioned in the previous sections he it's that hesitation and that unwillingness to commit yeah when you think about such a challenge and i thought you know what yeah I, I'm gonna do it. I'll I'll do at least one toughest event this year, even if I haven't trained or prepared for it like I would have liked to. I'm gonna do it. So I, I contacted you and I said, "Yo, Brian, man, you know I'm gonna do uh, toughest in Malmo." And then you answered me and said, "Well, of, of course you are." Full full, full <laughs> disclosure, you're lying. Because <laughs> what really happened was you wrote me, "Hey, man, a buddy of mine from uh, Vingay has got a spot in the race. Don't know if I'm gonna do it because I haven't been really training. So I don't know." And then I wrote you back, well, you better do it because we're doing the podcast and you got to run the first race. And your response was, the hell, man. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was just what I answered for you. And, uh, if you ask my wife what was going on at home, there was, uh, there was a few more expl- you know. expletives. Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, I, I kind of took it easy. So what yeah. did I do up to the, the race? Yeah. Knowing, I mean, not knowing that. Once you thinking. knew. Oh, well, yeah. What were you doing before you knew? And yeah. then what did you do after you knew? So since um, 
last fall basically and through the winter I've been trying to get out and run once a week mm-hmm. and I've been trying to run trail as well mm-hmm. uh, so I've been out say no particular reason to do that just just I, I need to keep up my training okay. I yep. need it in order to keep away some injuries some right. uh, lingering mm-hmm. injuries right. um, and uh, but it's hard to keep that motivation up to do kind of the same thing the same thing right, and that's exactly, why yeah. trail running has kind of helped me with that it mm-hmm. kind of breaks up the monotony of just going out for a run right and trying to find a new street to run down and things like that um, so I would say I probably got out three maybe four times a month running and those runs could go anywhere from seven to say 12k and th- those right. longer runs that's always when I would find someone to run with and they right. would push me a bit more right so uh, that's kind of what I've been doing and and that's kind of even a falsehood in the sense that there was probably a couple months in there where I only got out maybe once in a whole month right so I was really out of shape compared to where I ended last fall right I'd say so and then after you contacted me or we had our we were in touch with each other and you mm-hmm. said we were running I, I made a goal from that point on I said okay I'm gonna get out for five runs between now and then and that, that so, so you chose n- not to do any strength training or anything like that you chose to just focus more on the endurance the cardio yeah okay. and uh, and the reason running is so important for me is because as I mentioned earlier um, I need to stretch religiously right um, this is something I struggle with when I'm training and especially when I'm not training right uh, I have <clears throat> back pain issues mm-hmm. uh, chronic back pain issues that pop up mm-hmm. and uh, and I have a, a series uh, I need to stretch and then I have a series of uh, exercises that I've gotten from the physical therapist right. uh, years ago that I end my stretch with right and that really that's improved my quality of life significantly it's more it's more preventative maintenance as opposed to active Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so like I said, my goal was to get out for five runs, uh, and that basically means five stretches for me. Right. Uh, like I, I can't emphasize this enough that my ritual of stretching afterwards, which takes about twenty minutes, mm-hmm. it's key. So I would say two, at least two of those runs, I ran for three to four k. Mm-hmm. One run, I went out and I did nine k. Uh, and then the other two were somewhere in between there. Like, right. Uh, not long, but not the shortest runs either. Okay. But always stretching. Uh, actually, even the morning of Toughest, this mm-hmm. is no joke, I went out and I ran 3K in the morning to come home and I stretched <laughs> for about 30 minutes. I, I took a nice long stretch and then I rode my bike from my house mm-hmm. to the event, which took about. Now, see, minutes. that would be a good warm-up. I, I like that's a good idea, in my opinion. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I was really happy I did that, and because actually, again, full disclosure, the days uh, almost the whole week before toughest, my uh, chronic back pain creeped up on me. Yeah. I, I was extremely tight in one hamstring mm-hmm. and my lower back, and it's always connected for me. Uh, I need to stretch my hamstrings, and I need to readjust my lower back right. and if I don't readjust my lower back my hamstrings hit tight mm-hmm. or if my hamstrings hit tight my yeah. lower back will yeah. get out of whack so 
See what happens, young people, when you're older, every time you hurt something, it hurts something else. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, so that was that was how I prepared for that race. So then okay. here we are. Race, race day. Race day. So I rode my bike there, got all ready. I was nice and warm. Uh, the only problem with that is I got there a little too early because I was so, so excited. <laughs> and uh, That's what she said. So that happens all the time. And... Yeah, that happens with age too, and uh, so. Uh, but I was actually pretty good uh, getting ready for the so race. So what? What was your? Because we have uh, sixty-five start groups. In case you guys don't know, we start at nine in the morning. That's when the elite goes off, and then we have a slight ten-minute break, and then we start with group number one, uh, and then we have a new group every five minutes. And I think the regular group started somewhere around. Uh, 9.30 or something like that and the last group went off at 2.55 so where were you slotted? I was. Uh, I think our start group was start group 26 or so something. So that's fairly early. Yeah, so we started at 10 till 12. Not bad, so not bad. The course is not too chewed up. Uh, the weather's great and you still have a lot of people behind you. Alright, so uh, yeah, take us, take us so, to it. So yeah, so we started out and uh, so I ran this event with my wife, who also ran the event once before, mm-hmm. ran it in 2016. Uh, so my team kind of competed against her team at that time. Um, unfortunately, they they beat us by a few minutes. <laughs> I'm not bitter. Uh, and then I, we were also accompanied Just by two years ago, bro. Let it go. Yeah, let it go. Three years ago. <laughs> three right? years ago. Let it go. Even worse. Yeah. Even worse. <laughs> so then uh, another. So we were three on the team. Myself, uh, my wife, Kim, Vn. Right. And, but uh, first, first, tell me about the atmosphere. So you said you got there a little early. Yeah, and it's just electric. Okay. It's, it's just a lot of, you feel excitement in the air, you okay. feel anticipation in the air. Uh, there's uh, a lot of people around, you see a lot of people that are nervous, a lot mm-hmm. of people that are, you know, getting psyched up, pumped up, warmed up. You see the elites out there tackling the, the events. So, so you started at what time? Well, when I got there, the you started. No, you started at eleven fifty. So actually, as you were leaving off, I was about to do the prize yes. ceremony. Yes. That's right. Yeah. So for the elite so I, and I said that to you. <laughs> you won't be sending me off because you'll be doing the, the prize ceremony. Okay. We, we talked a few minutes before. And if I remember correctly, the group you went off in that was a fairly large group. It was big. Yeah, that was that was a. I want to say it was a sponsor group, but I can't remember. No, there was a, maybe there was a couple. Like uh, company groups in there. Yeah. But I know, I think Vinya, the group I was supposed to run with, yeah. Yeah. I think they went at, what was it, 1130 or something. Okay, so just before you, because I did see them warming up because I had a huge tip back there. I saw them warming up. Okay. So, uh, all right, so walk me through it. You walk into the the opening gate to the star area. How you feeling? You, your wife, and is it your friend Mickey? Yeah, Mickey, okay. Mickey Bjork. Yeah. yeah. So you walk into the you walk into the start area. Yeah, and uh, yeah, everyone's pretty excited, but we we kind of. Now, how are you feeling? I was feeling uh, just that we hadn't prepared or actually done any kind of training <laughs> together whatsoever. So I, the only thing I was thinking about is I just want everyone's expectations to be on, on the same level. Okay. And I told them. And they knew that I was working on this this right. podcast mm-hmm. and preparing for this, and I said and the reason I asked you guys to be here is because I think this is a great event, and my I'm not looking to set any records. I just want to run, have a fun, safe race. Right. And they all agreed, and we had an agreement that we would uh, run all penalties together. Right. If anyone 
had a penalty, we run it together. Whoa, so you made an agreement before the race started that so if one out of the three of you fail an obstacle, all three, even so let's say you complete it first, mm-hmm. the second one, Kim completes it, yes. but Mickey fails it, all three of you are still going to run the penalty. Yes. All right, okay, all right. Um, it didn't go around like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the plan. And, and I'll, I'll, another spoiler there was that uh, I actually ran the most penalties on the team. So, mm-hmm. And I kind of, there was a couple of uh, that I didn't, they didn't really see that I failed. Okay. And so I just took off straight for the penalty without saying because uh, okay. I didn't want them yeah. to be penalized for my right. mistakes. But but I was willing to run any other penalty that they had. So right. so yeah, so we get there, we're in the start group and uh, so we're just kinda more planning and kinda I'm trying to get everyone on the same page and all that and there's a little bit of nerves and you're feeling excited. <laughs> we we made a, a slight mistake starting off, I have to say. And this is something you tipped me about Okay. Uh last time I ran. You said there's two ways to approach the start. All right. And each race is different. Mm-hmm. And it's important to mention this. And each year that I've seen it, they've done it a bit different with the start and mama. Yeah, yeah. So what we did is we kind of, we were more toward the back of the group. When we started, we just kind of took off. Right. But as we got to that first obstacle, you, mm-hmm. you run a good bit. We probably ran a good seven, 800 meters or mm-hmm. so before the first obstacle. Really? That far? No, maybe not that far. Maybe it was more like... Four or five hundred meters. What was the first one? Was that that bridge over the? Yeah, you have to climb over okay. the net, mm-hmm. and then you get on the other side, and then you you have to carry a heavy bag and things like that, and then you have to climb back over the net. All right. Okay. But getting up to that first over uh, the walking path. Yeah, you, okay, you're so climbing over the bike. We're path. not going to go through all forty obstacles, but to let you guys know that first obstacle, it's about like a twelve foot high sort of bridge where you instead of a ladder, you climb up a cargo net. Yeah. Then you walk across and then climb down a cargo net, and I guess there's a heavy carry on the other side. On the of other that. side, first you have to run a little loop, and then you come to a heavy carry loop, uh, and then you have to climb back over. And then you have to go the... back over the net again. Which, uh, if you haven't done an OCR race, when there's 200 people in your group, it can cause a bit of chaos. <laughs> yes. So that was the thing. So we got to that first one, and then we, I think it took us two three minutes before we could actually get on the to even net. get to the thing yeah so we, were, we, were, we got there but we were just standing in a long line like cooling down and our heart rates were, were dropping and, and uh, all this adrenaline is kind of residing so so, uh, so here's the way we'll break it down so for toughest race what we like to do is we have an event area and we like to loop the course back into the event area with major obstacles two or three times so what you're on is loop one now yep uh, and I think that culminated loop one culminated in to the power push I think that was the yeah. first main obstacle back into the area well there was there was monkey bars there was rings yeah right rings. before that yeah. no but the first uh, legit obstacle we call you know yeah, the that main was the, obstacle that was the, the power push, uh, yeah. power push that was, so to yeah. walk us through as quickly as you can that first loop yeah so honestly I don't remember it in, in detail because I was kind of mm-hmm. you know just trying to focus on what was in front of me at the time uh, and I wasn't reflecting on anything. Uh, as far as I remember, the first loop is fairly innocuous. I think it's almost a, cl- a little over a kilometer. The first half of that K is usually fairly easy. Lots of uh, nets, yeah. over-unders, hay bales, things like that. Yeah. And then towards the back end of that, they throw a few like upper body ones. Like you said, yeah. monkey bars, stuff like that. It was monkey bars. I think it was rings. There was a set of rings. I remember rings being very early on, mm-hmm. and toward the event area, there was the power push, and 
yeah so, so that, that was the first area but one thing I want to a tip I want to give here sure. is uh, the first time I came down to see a toughest event I was watching the elites run mm -hmm. and you have these different series of hay bales that you have to climb over yeah and I saw one of the elites he tacked it in a different way instead okay. of lifting him himself up and crawling over it and jumping off he pushed himself up he rolled on his back and he yeah. came down on his feet on the other side. That's my method, the the roll method. The only yeah. problem is when there's seven in a row, you get a bit dizzy. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I learned a trick for that, actually, in the first time I ran, was uh, I rolled... Opposite, yeah, each opposite, one. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so I, one time I went over the right shoulder, yeah. next time I went over the left shoulder. And yeah. when I came out at the end, you were fine. I was fine. Yeah. Uh, but if you do all over the same shoulder... Yeah, you get a little loopy. Yeah, you, you'll be running a little staggered when you come off. But that, that was, anyway, that's a tip I want to give to anyone out there who yeah. is preparing to run a, a toughest event. Uh, and uh, that goes for any other race series. A lot of times if they don't do hay bales, they do a lot of low crawls. And that's the same with low crawls. Instead of crawling, you can roll. But like Bob said, every time you hit like a different section, switch to the opposite shoulder yeah. so it kind of balances you out. And that way you go faster and you don't get dizzy at the same time. And you don't use as much energy, yeah. Not nearly as much energy as when you're crawling. You save your knees and things like that. So you gave me that tip last mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. So the first crawling section I came up to, mm -hmm. I whizzed through it and I rolled really fast. <laughs> and I was through it. And I got to the other side and I went to stand up and I had to grab onto the bar and hold it for about two minutes. I was like, I can't move. I cannot move. I cannot move. Uh, so, so the next crawling that I came to in that one, I, uh, uh, I crawled through crawled through the whole one actually yeah and realized how much energy i yeah used yeah. so then i had the idea i saw how many sections it was broken into mm -hmm. i rolled one way through one section i turned my body completely around right. and and it was you're still a little dizzy coming out but not near yeah the, not like nearly I, as bad <laughs> that first one i really i was waiting for the rest of my team and i was like good this <laughs> just looks like i'm just waiting for them but i'm really struggling here and that was very early in the race but that was a long time ago. so so now so I, that first loop what what was the good, what was the bad, what was the positive, what was the negative? Well, the, the negative, it was just uh, in the first few obstacles, there was there was a weight. So you kind of lose. Uh, for me, it's always hard with the up and down of the pulse and like getting... The momentum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and just standing and waiting because it was literally like standing and waiting, standing and waiting. Right. And uh, everyone's stressed and wants to get get through the obstacle because they've been waiting so long so they start to get impatient right and for me that's how you get injured when you lose yeah. focus yeah absolutely yeah and so for me i just want to stay focused on what i'm doing mm -hmm. and not worry about what's going on around me like if someone's feeling stressed or someone's right. trying to push me you know like because they want to go faster um so that was that was the negative um the positive was um it was uh a good spread of uh, like a mix into the the race mm -hmm. uh, you had good bits of running mixed with obstacles in between right okay so it wasn't too stacked yeah it was it was spread out in a good way but I've been in some races where like you said there'll be an obstacle and then there's a mile and a half of nothing yeah and you're going am I in a am I in a run or I'm in an obstacle course yeah. race or I've been on the opposite side where it's obstacle, 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 obstacle. And it's like, do I even need to worry about my endurance? <laughs> That's kind of how I felt about last time I ran. Okay. In the beginning, I was like, wow, I'm not going to be able to keep this up. 
too many obstacles? Well, in the first loop. Oh, okay. In yeah. The first loop, I was just like, wow, this this is gonna break me. <laughs> but it opened up after that. Right. I, I, but this time you felt it had a good balance. Yeah. And then so we we came into loop two, and then you get into where your uh, uh, now loop your, one was there any water? No. Okay, so you're going out now. You're going out. You've come into the event area. You've hit a few of the key obstacles. You're going back out for loop two. What's the first? Give me, give me, give me the first little bit of loop two. Because um, I didn't get to see the course this year. Yeah. So let's see. So so loop one is typically all grass and a touch of asphalt. Yeah. So now you're getting into what I call the long sandy running section. Ah, or that's the, where it the, is. The first of the long. Sandy. There's more than one. Yeah. Actually, actually, well, loop two. It's mostly where you get the sandy running. Okay. So even on your way away from the area, you're encountering a lot of sand, a lot of loose sand. So they take you directly to it. Yeah, but because yeah. I didn't get to see that, I saw you guys come in, then I saw you go out at an angle towards the sand, but I had no idea yeah. how it was going to lead you. So it, it took you out into a lot of soft sand, actually. Okay. Which, um, I was I was sweating pretty hard actually, halfway through that loop uh, mm-hmm. from the running. I mean. Um, I was wearing all black because I was worried about being warm enough that day. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to absorb as much heat as I could from the sun if it was going to be sunny out. Right. And I'm glad I did that actually. Uh, that was that worked in my favor this right. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, in loop two, I had my first uh, penalty. I had to run. Okay. On what obstacle was that? On an obstacle, I didn't think I would have to run a penalty. It was the ninja walk. <laughs> the ninja steps. So yeah. it's these uh, sort of staggered boards. They have to jump to from left to right to left to right, and uh, typically they're just X amount of feet or whatever apart. Yeah. Uh, it's not actually supposed to be an obstacle. People are supposed to fail. Well, thanks for that. Uh, it's supposed to be challenging, but not too difficult. Yeah. So actually, there was something that was a bit different there this time that uh, I wasn't in. I didn't realize. So I think when we came up, there was four different uh, lanes. Lanes you mm-hmm. could choose there, and. Um, I saw one without a line, so I just went to that one, and I hit it, and I just missed the last step, like just missed it. So I missed it, so I just took off and ran the, the penalty. Out. Yeah, did yeah. The, the penalty straight away. And when I came back, uh, Kim was there, and she said, oh, "Why did you choose that lane?" And I was like, "Why aren't they all the same?" She said, "No, that one's much further apart than all the other ones." Now I was, like, I, w- I was actually unaware of this. I was under the impression that all lanes, all carries, everything is exactly the same unless noted as a fast lane, which is more difficult. So I did not know that. I didn't either, and I didn't notice any marking or anything exactly. specifying yeah. that. And and when I thought about it, I was like, oh, because I was, we kind of ran it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people next to me were kind of freezing through it much easier, <laughs> and I was really like jumping from step to step. <laughs> and and I, like I said, I missed the last one and. Uh, yeah, so that was kind of the, the first right. time I encountered that. And, okay. And I don't know if that was by design or if it just moved over time or I'm not there's, sure. They're supposed to be farther apart, but I was unaware of one that was actually farther apart and less noted. Yeah. You know, because so. like you said, on, when you went to the rings on that first loop, there'll be four sections of regular rings and there'll be one that's or two. Yeah. That's called fast lane, which is double distance, yeah. which in case you you know don't know that it's it's really far away so you have to get a lot of momentum but i didn't know that was on the ninja jump so i'll look into that for the next race to see if we've uh, altered the uh lanes like that so and then uh it's important to note what what it means with the fast lane so yes. usually after uh, an obstacle like that there's 
a smaller common obstacle, whether right. it's over-unders or crawling. Or Typically be an over and under or a crawl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's something you have to do in addition to the obstacle. Right. But if you do the fast lane, you just You get to right skip that. that very next obstacle. Yeah. yeah. And you just keep running. And so. there aren't many of those. I believe there are five or six yeah, on the course. Say, there aren't like a ton. Five, yeah. yeah, there aren't a ton. But that's something for the elite runners or regular people that really want to challenge themselves for a quick time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that was that. And so we, we got in, we're getting into the second loop now. And there's, uh, there's a lot of sand, a, lot mm-hmm. of, a little more distance in the loose sand. I'm trying to think of some of the obstacles over there. There was the, uh, I think we had to carry um, a heavy sandbag at some point. We yep. had to, um, there was the, Traverse rings, I think they're yeah, called. Yeah, traverse rings. Um, a bit tough. That's a, Again, that's one of those where you have to calm your adrenaline so you can get your momentum to do that particular sort of obstacle. It's yeah. not as straightforward as a ninja jump or a crawl or anything like that. You really have to be a bit more technical. Yeah. Yeah. So then coming back on loop two, now we're along the, the water. Right. So coming back, now you're running on hard, wet sand. Mm-hmm. It's a mix of hard, wet sand and loose sand, depending on how where they steered the course right. at that point. Mm-hmm. And then it comes down to where you have to run out on a on a bridge on a dock, mm-hmm. and you run out a good first water obstacle. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I don't know how I can't estimate how far it was you run out there. A hundred meters or so, a couple hundred yeah. meters. Sounds right. about right. About a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have to take the stairs down into, into the, the water, water and then just walk back in. It's, yeah, it doesn't really sound like an obstacle. Hey, go down 100 meters, get in some thigh-high water, and walk back. Yeah. Thing is, in Sweden, the water's always about 0.6 of a degree above freezing all year, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so I got down into that water, and about 10 seconds in, I felt my legs getting extremely tight yeah. from where the water level was down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was it was a weird feeling. Yeah. It wreaks havoc. And so, and then about 30 seconds after that, you know, I still had probably another minute in the water left. I started to feel cramps starting to form mm-hmm. in my calves. <laughs> and so I started to kind of run in the water and lift my knees high to try to take steps and to get my blood flowing and just to get out of that just water. Just to get out. Because <laughs> I was like, this is going to do some damage. So from that point on, the rest of the race, I struggled with cramping. It didn't keep me from running. I continued to run. Yeah. but. From that point on, most of the time I had a cramp somewhere. I had cramps in my calves, mm-hmm. sometimes at different times, sometimes mm-hmm. at the same time. I had cramps behind my knees. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. And I That's ne- got to be a weird... I don't think I've ever had a cramp there. That's got to be an odd feeling. It was an odd feeling. And it would almost <laughs> make me think, like, did I damage something else? Because I've never felt it. I struggle with cramps in my hamstrings. And sometimes in my... A typic, yeah, typically my calf. quads, calves, hamstrings, something like that. But on the outside of my right knee, it just didn't want to <laughs> It didn't bend. want to function properly. It didn't want to, yeah. <laughs> and, and that kind of stuck with me the rest of the race from that point on. So that's uh, average Bob tip number one is, especially if you're going to go to a toughest race or virtually any race anywhere, unless you're in the States, in the southern states, something like that, typically the water you're going to go into is much much colder than the ambient temperature around so do whatever you need to do to circumvent that where i don't know i honestly don't know what to do i wear compression socks uh wear tight bands i I really don't know what to do to beat that but that's something you can definitely research to avoid because 
most of the time we see people get hurt, it's because of that, yeah. because of cramping out of cold water, uh, and that just takes the toll. So whatever you can do to beat that, definitely stay loose, definitely stay hydrated, and definitely stay warm. Yeah, and yeah. so getting out of that first water, I uh, I just took off running because I needed to get my blood flowing again. Right. I, I knew this, and I was aware that even though I had cramps, I was right. like, nope, I need to run yeah. because walking is not going to help no, me get my not. blood flowing. Exactly. I need to get my heart rate up again. So, um, and I saw a lot of people, probably half the people got out of the water and just walked. Yeah, and, which is bad move. Yeah, and I, move. I just took off running and uh, and actually I was the first of my team out of the water. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of set the tone for them. So they, they took, took off, off as well. Okay. Yeah. And we didn't actually catch up until, uh, you can see, we ran along the water a little bit. So this is then, uh, approaching the entrance uh, back to the event area to yeah. head out on loop There's three. There's still another water to come across. Really, in so, loop one. I mean, in it, loop two. Yeah. <laughs> so you had to climb over a wall, and I think there was another type of wall, and it was the second the smaller obstacle mm-hmm. that we came to that I kind of caught back up. My team, we right. all caught up with each other again. Okay. And mm-hmm. the reason was is I had to be very ego egoistic at yeah. that point and yeah. just take I, over set the pace yeah yeah and make sure i was make not gonna cramp up too mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. so we caught back up and then we had to carry a log out into the water under a dock uh, and then back in okay and so then it was back into the water again and the did tightness it, did it come right back yeah uh not right back it was more when i got out of the water i felt tight in the water mm-hmm and my cramps had just released, and then I got in the water and I felt tight again, but not cramping. And then I took off from the log, and I was started to cramp. I immediately. Again. Yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. and then I think there was a Irish table, which is a, an obstacle to get over. Yeah, it's just basically a board or a log that's five feet ish four and a half five feet yeah, like a meter, off the ground 80, meter 90 yeah, yeah. and uh it's you there's nothing under it, it. Yeah. You, you have to figure out a way to get over it or use a teammate yeah and there's no uh, penalty to run for that one you have to do oh it. typically they do have a penalty because a lot of people fail that. I, I didn't see that one no, there was just two guys sitting there and they were just like nope nope do it again nope Right, exactly. So, so on my team, I said to to make it because I was shev- uh, suffering from camping. Actually, so I think we helped Kim over first, and then I told him to, or actually, I don't know, I can't remember the order, but Mickey helped me over. But I said I'm gonna try it on my own at first. Yeah. And I got up there and I was kind of stuck in that one position where right. you just can't, yeah. you can't get it, you can't, you're not coming down, but you're not going over either. If and you I, don't know what the Irish table is, Google it. It's basically like I said, a board with there's nowhere to balance your feet off of or push against once you get up <laughs> yeah. you just have to get over it yeah you're either gonna get stuck <laughs> or you gotta get over it so i just i just said to make it like help and he put a hand <laughs> under my foot and i just pushed off his hand and i was over and then he he popped over it no problem all right cool so that and then that's coming in then you come in we came into the mud that's the next thing i remember so this yeah. year was new they had the mud swing no, that's not new. We've had that. We, yeah, we haven't me. had it at Melma, but we we always have it at other places. Yeah. So that that just meant that in the first mud pit there, you could try to swing across it. Right. And, uh, yeah. Mm, yeah. Did, did you make it? I'm guessing no. Well, actually, I would have made it, I think. <laughs> but some guy who decided he wasn't going to use the rope, right when I let go, I had a good grip and everything, and I was swinging, I lifted my feet and everything. 
And when I was halfway in, he jumped in the mud and right in front of me. So I just smacked him <laughs> in. <laughs> so he went flying into the mud and I kind of like stayed up. So um, I don't know how it would have came out otherwise. I was feeling good about it too. I was like, yeah, I got this. And then I just kicked right into this guy that jumped right in front of me. So um, I felt bad for him, but at the same time, yeah, grab a rope. All right. Yeah. So I got through the mud. And then that's the point from that point on. My hands are slippery. Mm-hmm. So, my obstacle to beat, as we said... Did you take gloves with you? I did. I had a pair of my old, uh, toughest gloves that I got a long time ago. Were you wearing them the whole time, or did you put them in a pocket or something? I wore them the whole time. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so my obstacle to beat that I, I didn't accomplish this time either is the rope. Rope climb. Yeah. So <clears throat> we have an obstacle. The rope climb is basically, I actually don't even know how tall it is, maybe 12, 15 feet. I don't know how many meters that is. Uh, you it's can about do... four, four and a half meters, I think. Yeah. Somewhere around there, maybe five. Yeah. yeah. You can do that, or you can do the fast lane on that, which is the salmon ladder, which is this you know pull-up bar that you have to slot up three times and hit a bell. Those are your two options, or you can take the penalty. I myself can do neither. I'm not good at the rope climb because I haven't gotten that footlock technique worked out, and I can't do all three of the salmon letters. So for me, I would have to take the penalty. How did you approach it? Well, I don't even try the salmon ladder. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have the upper body strength for that. And uh, so the rope climb in... uh, I've been to the Toughest Lab, which I highly recommend anyone to go if you have a chance to make an excursion on the Malmo. That will be one of the episodes in the Average Bob podcast when we go there multiple times to not only train, but we also have certified trainers there that will give you trip tips and uh, tricks and techniques yeah. to better do the obstacles. So one of the trainers there, uh, she showed me the, the technique with the feet, mm-hmm. and I could do it no problem in training. Right. I, I In one, one training time, after learning the technique, I got up, I think, at least three times. Right. No problem. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's climbing a rope is not hard. <laughs> but uh, on course. On course with uh, slippery, wet rope and muddy gloves. Yeah. And, and at tired this point, legs that are cramping. At this point, you went off at 1150, so you probably already had about 1,000 people go through those ropes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I just couldn't, nothing wanted to work. <laughs> so I got up about uh, two pools, and it was the same as last time. I got up. And then I slid right down with my hands. I got up again. I slid down with my hands. I said, nope, I'm running a penalty. So, so that was a penalty for me. Um, I remember I remember seeing that. I could see that visually on the course. So, yeah, you're a little past loop two. Yeah. Yeah, you're in, you're in loop three on that one. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. Where, that's where loop three is starting, I believe. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so that, that was good. Oh, yeah, there was another one that was very new for me, the first time I'd ever seen it or attempted it. It was... Uh, like you had to hang on a ladder upside down. That's called the down under. The down um, under yeah. What that is is in a lot of the because I host also the European Championships and the World Championships. A lot of races all over the world use something called a low rig. Uh, if you're not familiar with obstacle course racing, a rig is basically um, multiply sort of diverse um, obstacle. It's not just like a monkey bar. It's like a monkey bar into a ring into a rope, into something else, into something else, all in one sequence. Those are called rigs. A lot of te- a lot of places use high rigs and low rigs, meaning you do either upper body or you hang on something. 
Last year, we introduced the down under, which is what it's called. Mm. It's a low rig. Basically, it's a ladder that you hang upside down from. Then you transition to a board that you hang upside down from. So it's way different because you're using way different hanging, pulling, climbing, crawling yeah. techniques. So it is a bit difficult. It's not that hard, but it is a bit difficult. So your introduction to the down under was what? Well, that was the thing. As I said, I'd never seen it before, and I was like, and I was standing in the line waiting, and there's a guy behind me. I was like, I'll see how this goes. <laughs> and you have to remember, this is coming out of the second water, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we know the issue I was having at that point. And so I got on the first ladder, and I got about halfway through, and my right calf just cramped up severely. <laughs> and you're, you're like, you have yeah, to wrap you have your to legs do, Yeah, you have to wrap it around. So you're, you're actually, you're actually sort of pointing your toes in. So you so are I'm using hanging, those cramps. Yeah. I'm, I'm hanging from this ladder, and my calf starts to, to cramp. And I, the only thing I can do to get rid of the cramp is straighten my leg, of course. <laughs> so I'm hanging by two arms, <laughs> my hands, and one leg. And, and the guy behind me is like, you can do it, you can do it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think I can. And so I, I had to take a penalty on that one as well. So... Uh, I, but I think you could have. I think you could have done that one. I, I think uh, that that's a new obstacle for me to yeah. to take on. To take on, yeah. I, I think I, I can get it as well. Um, it was just in that moment, <laughs> it wasn't gonna happen. And I and I hung there with the three limbs for you know a good probably twenty seconds or so. Maybe it was only like four seconds, but it felt like a lot felt like a while. Yeah, and I was trying to get that cramp to release, and I tried to put my leg back, and it just came right back. Did anybody from your team successfully complete the down? The other two did. Yeah. They both did. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So All that right. was another one I kind of snuck away and did my penalty, and then came back. And, <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "Oh, did you do a penalty?" I was like, "Yeah, let's go." <laughs> uh, so. All right, so you're about halfway ish through not only the race but through loop two, going into loop three. All right, tell us about loop three. Yeah, so uh, I mean. There's uh, the hay bale, uh, hay. We the, have hay bales, and then also about halfway through the course, we have this giant hay bale mountain, pyramid, which is yeah. ridiculously high. It is, and people don't think anything of it until you get to the top, and then they start freaking out from the height of it. Well, Plus, after about a thousand people, you get these little sort of ridges and tunnels, and it gets the, a bit slippery and goofy. Edges aren't as uh, sharp as yeah. you might think, and and. Uh, I, I think you, you gave me a tip on this one yeah. many years ago. You said, when you get to that one, just take it easy. Yeah, just take your take time. Just take it easy. There's no reason to go fast there. And, and so I, I thought that too because I could see it's if you're stressing through that one, it's a good one to slip. And Super big injuries. And, and slide right down on the downside. Yep. And, and so I, when we were coming up to that one, I said, I said to the team, I said, all right, let's just take it easy here. Yeah. Let's yeah. just take it easy, all right? No, no stressing here. Uh, I don't know if it needed to be said or not, but uh, yeah. I wanted to say that and make sure that uh, we all approach that with the same. Right. And we mm -hmm. did. We took our time on that one, uh, even though Mickey probably could have flown through that one. Very but the easy. thing is, though, it's like a cost-benefit analysis. Um, yeah, you can fly through it, but the one time you mess up, you're yeah. going to have a catastrophic injury. There's no... Because, I mean, again, this thing is you know 15 feet high, easy. So you fall from the top, you can't stop yeah. you're coming down hard yeah. you're coming down hard and you're arguably going to knock a few people down with you and it's going to end horribly so there's absolutely no reason to go fast yeah. yeah and actually so when i did toughest the first time some years ago um this one we'll have another podcast about injuries mm -hmm. and, yeah and uh 
one of my injuries that I struggle with is I had a dislocated shoulder. Right. I've actually had some surgeries on and things like that. And it was on this one, uh, climbing over that pyramid. I was coming up like this, the second one, the second level on the first side. And I felt my shoulders, I was pushing up. It just... Uh-oh. Yeah, and it was just wasn't right the whole rest of the oh, way. No. So, so Because the back half is typically loaded with a lot of uh, hanging obstacles. Yeah, and so... Actually, I was through most of them in that race. Okay. So I was... And we were running as a team, and but I and I said to them as we were running from there, I said, yeah, I might need some more assistance uh, later <laughs> on. Uh, just meaning, like, it wasn't bad. It just, just a heads up, yeah. just... I could feel that my strength had all of a sudden yeah. been zapped from that shoulder, and yeah. uh, but I, I was able to finish that race and, oh, and all great. that. Yeah. So it didn't keep me out of the. That's what I, I want to. I want to impress this as much as I can. It's not impossible. No. Anyone can go out there and do it. Yeah. You really can. You just adjust it to your level. Yeah. And, and get out there and. We talk. make these races to challenge you in every single aspect of your body and endurance and physical strength but not to the point where you're going to fail all 40. It doesn't work that way. Of course, if you've never done anything, you're going to fail half of them. But that's not that bad. Because the next time you do it like Bob here, he's going to make you're going to make it through a lot more, 60%, 70%, 80%. Then who knows, maybe <laughs> oh, yeah, who knows by Gothenburg, maybe you're going to be doing maybe you're going to take the penalty on one on one obstacle. And I mean that'll be amazing. Yeah. So yeah. anyone can do this. Um, you'll have your strengths, you'll have your weaknesses, but don't sign up because you don't think you can. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's and that's again uh, to reiterate. That's why I wanted to do this podcast because yeah. there's so many people I encounter that just think that it's for elite athletes or no no people no, no. that are crazy or <laughs> forty year crisis or yeah, exactly. You know, no, it's uh, it's a bit different. It's just it's, it's challenging. It's a feeling of accomplishment yeah. that, that you don't get a chance to have every day. No, exactly. And uh, yeah, you feel good about it. It gives you something to look back on. Right. It, it's great. So yeah. So getting into the rest of the race, let's see. Uh, I don't. So we're on we're on loop three now, which is the last loop. Yeah. Um, Depending on how they set it up, it could be extremely difficult, or it could be a bit on the easy side. I'm assuming this year you said I think it was a little more on the easy side. Well, this year, I don't know, but there was somewhere in between loop two and three. There's also Dragon's Back, mm-hmm. and for me, this and well, this is more of a mental obstacle. To be honest, no, it, it, not more of it's a 100% mental obstacle. It, it, it is a physical obstacle, but you just have to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean. The failure rate on it is very staggering. Low. Yeah, <laughs> it's very once low. you do it, it's it's low. But and if you get stuck, there's five jumps that are all the same. They're identical. Mm-hmm. And if you get stuck on the first one, you're stuck. Yes. And it's a mental stuff. I'm <laughs> exactly. Talking about. Yeah. And you see so many people get up there and they just they stand there for five ten minutes. Yeah. And they, they start and restart and then I got I know wait I just need another minute. <laughs> and this almost happened to me. Even though I've done it before, I got up there, and I was just thinking. No, yeah, okay, just do it. No, and literally, it was like something you see in a movie. Yeah. I I said to myself, after standing there for about probably almost a minute. Really? Yeah. A minute? Maybe. I'm, maybe <laughs> wow. Time is different when you're in the, yeah, the moment. Yeah. Maybe it was like ten seconds, but it mm-hmm. felt a lot longer. And I just said to myself, 
just jump. Just go. And I just literally, when I said that in my mind, I just reacted with my body and I jumped and I caught it. Yeah. And I got. And then to the, the next, next four, one. you're like. Well, the next one was kind of I, I had to do the same thing again. Wow. I got up there, but it didn't take me nearly as long. I just right. got up there and I said, just jump. And I did it. Yeah. And then after that, I just got up there and I was like, just three left. And I did it. Yeah. And I just two left. All right. And then the last one, I was like, don't get cocky. Jump. <laughs> <laughs> so. Nope. Good, good reminder. Yeah, yeah. Do not get cocky. <laughs> so I, I got through it. And um, yeah, but I did see I was next to a person that was just stuck on the first oh, one. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were just, they, I saw three or four people go before they, they went. And I was like, I actually took a step to the left to get away from them. I, was like, I don't want to get, I don't want that to rub I don't want, off on I don't me. want infection. Yeah. Uh, we had a guy in Umeå one year. Um, we actually stayed on the course uh, roughly 45 more minutes. He was the last guy on the course with his buddy. His buddy went through the dragon's bag. He was stuck on the first one for 45 minutes. Yeah. I typically don't get rude as an MC, but I could see him from the ramp, and I was like, dude, if you're not going, you ain't going to make it, so just get off right now. <laughs> We've been here for 45 minutes. I'm not going to be here for another 45. Just waiting for you to jump, man. Just get off. <laughs> well, the biggest difference this time in the course to last time is when I ran the course last time, they put the dragons back over a section of water yeah they do that from time to time and that was hairy because people <laughs> just couldn't even get up and yeah. then so I got up to the first one and so when you get up there you're all wet your feet are all wet yeah. and everything and uh, so I was like ah, this isn't a big deal I, I can do this one I know that and then the person next to me went and they caught the bar but their feet slipped out yeah. and they're hanging by the bar but the, they had a teammate for them right. and like yeah, it's okay I got you I got you and they pulled them up and I was like whoa I saw that and that kind of freaked me out and then uh and then I got to the next one, and another guy on the other side of me, he jumped, and one of his, one of his feet slipped out, but he was able to like get it back. And and I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is crazy. But then I got through it. And uh, yeah. Um, but anything it else notable on loop three? Well, and then you come to the the most notable there is uh, is the slide. Yeah. This uh, what we have this we have this giant slide sponsored by a company called All F. You can look them up online. But basically, it's uh it's not quite a half pipe it's not quite a quarter pipe but it's yeah it's it's uh fairly high it's pretty fast but the biggest thing is it goes into some very cold water well i would say this year this time it caught me off guard mentally more than i was expecting why is that because it, it was almost a 90 degree Drop yeah, down they, they into do. The yeah, slide. yeah. And mm -hmm. so what I mean is, you couldn't scoot off on your. No, bum. no, no. They yeah, they have it a bar now where you hang and you just yeah go and, off. And it was, again, I was next to a, a girl that was up there freaking out, like yelling at her boyfriend. <laughs> like, no, you have to drop. You have to hang. And he's like, I can't. You have to. And so, I didn't know how to approach it. Like I saw people holding on to the bar and letting go, and yeah. then they launched, and I was like. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and then, so I kind of, I kind of sat on my butt and I kind of like just push myself off. Yeah. But you end up. Yeah, I you go you virtually you, a vertical drop. Yeah. You, I fell for probably at least a meter before I made contact yeah. with the with the ramp below me, and yeah. you're wondering how's that gonna, how's that gonna go when I do make contact. Yeah. So actually, a friend of mine caught a picture of both me and my wife doing <laughs> it, which I'll post somewhere and and one of our feeds somewhere you yeah. on the Facebook page or something like that. And you see me kind of freaking out and really reaching with my hands on my feet, like, where is this? So it's a really good picture. Um, so I have to give a shout out to Pat Russell for that picture. So, um, 
So yeah, that was that was that, and then that it launched us into water that was about neck deep on me. That mm-hmm. was bone chilling cold, really, really cold. And it was such a shock, you know. First, you come in off this fast slide that's shooting you, which is kind of like in itself an experience. And then all of a sudden, you hit the water, yeah, and you just feel like it's that. As soon as you come out, you're like, <gasps> yeah, my I, I couldn't catch my breath for yeah. about a second. And you have to swim and get out of the way because there's other people coming down too. Exactly. And, you know, there's people shooting all over the place. And, and you, <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't, last time, I don't remember the water being that deep. I, I think last time the water was about chest high on you. But this no, time. No, they had it the same level, but I think you probably shot out farther this time. Because it's, it's one of those things where in that water, it's shallow, 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 and then there's a deep drop off. Yeah. I mean, instantly. And the way you shot off, you probably shot straight out into. A much deeper area. Yeah, and that that took me by surprise because last time I, I could barely find the ground. Right. Me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And for my wife, who's a bit shorter, she said I I had to swim off. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was swimming yeah. out the whole way. She said it, it took me almost until so you have to walk out or swim out of the water along the ramp mm-hmm. to a wall and yeah. then cross and this, then crawl this, out the, yeah. the canal. Yeah. And even there, the water was deeper mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. And so you got out of that water, and. You're soaking wet. Soaking wet. And, and I mean cold. soaking wet. Freezing cold. And the only thing between you and the final obstacle, the ramp, is maybe 200 meters. And they had put a water that you had to walk through there, which was about knee deep. Really? Knee they deep. put another one? Where they had where they had the dragons back last time. They had you had to just you just had to walk through that water this time. And it was just and then from there you had about 100 meters to the ramp. So yeah. you, sh- you show up to the ramp soaking wet, cold. Yeah. That's the and first tight. thing I noticed when I was uh, announcing the elite winners was the just the sheer depth of wetness of everyone coming in because typically it's not that wet. It's wet, but these people were soaked. And as soon as I announced the men and women's first three, I pulled the mic away from my mouth and I was talking to my photographer and I said, this is going to be an issue for everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, you know, we, we pulled up to the ramp and you were uh, you were emceeing there mm-hmm. when we got there. And uh, I don't think you saw us because we were on the other side. You were on the far side from us this time. Yeah. And uh, Now, typically at that time of day when you guys get there, the ramp, there's already a queue. Yeah. And it's more, I normally what I try to do is, you know, keep it light, keep it fun, make some jokes. But there's several times during the race where there's so many people, I have to then caution against danger because everyone's wet. Yeah. It's not hard. It's not that easy to get up. And then everyone does the same thing, which I urge you not to do, is when you're wet and you're standing in the queue for a ramp or any other obstacle, don't just stand there, which everyone does. Mm. And... I can't count how many people take the first three steps and then stop and fall down because they cramp up in their thigh or their cr- uh, yeah. uh, um, calf or whatever. So just don't stand there. And that's what I, when you got there, I was in my safety mode of don't stand still, slide down on your back, butter, hip. So that's probably why I didn't see you guys. <laughs> yeah. And well, so when we came up to that one, as we were walking up, I said, you know, I said to, to Mickey and Kim, I'm just going to run the, the penalty here. Yeah, because I was I was cramping up. Yeah, like uh, you know, I came through that water. I was still tight. Yep. My legs. I was still having the issues there, and I could see in Mick's eyes he really wanted to try. Mm-hmm. And I was <laughs> like, "All right, I tell you what, I'm gonna I'll give it one shot. You know, we'll go from there." And he's like, "Yeah, all right, cool, cool." You know? So uh, we all decided to to give it a shot, and it was as you said, we it took us 
probably 10 minutes of standing there before we yeah, got a chance a, to get there up there. There was a big queue. And crazy enough was that during that time standing there, everything in me released. Okay. Like, I was surprised. I felt good when it was my turn. I was like, all right, everything's loose. Mm-hmm. My legs, are for the first time in the whole race, I don't feel any cramping <laughs> going on there. But I was trying to jump up and down. I was moving. Yeah, I was shaking exactly. my arms. I Which was shaking my legs. Exactly, I, was, yeah. I was moving around, and, and it helped. Um, but for Kim and Mika, they both experienced tightness and cramping there. Kim mm-hmm. got extremely cold. Yeah. Like, I... I've only seen her in this way a couple times. Her lips were blue. Yeah. Like she was cold. So first Mickey went because the plan was he would get up and then he would be like helping us up. Exactly. He was close and he almost made it, but uh, he he missed. And so uh, uh, he came down and then he just took off and went to the penalty. Straight to the penalty, yeah. Uh, so then I went and I was so close. And there was actually a, a guy up there. Is trying to help me and we, we connected but we kind of caught each other wrong like <laughs> instead of catching on the front of the hands we kind of caught each other yeah. on the back of the hands and we just lost grip as a as my weight came onto onto the hold and so I just as I started to come down I just turned around and slid down on my butt and yeah flew, flew took off, off for the yeah. penalty yeah and then uh, well I, I waited to see Kim go and she went and she had a pretty decent attempt but I could see she wasn't right and she right. slid down and so yeah, the penalty. Yeah, so we ran and we all caught up and we walked over the finish line together. So Perfect. That yeah. was our first event. So there. that was the first event. Um, how? What are your overall feelings at the end of the race? I mean, great. Again, uh, it was just this feeling of accomplishment. Um, it was hard at the end of the race because you were just so cold, mm-hmm. and it was a long line getting out because they set it up a bit differently with the pictures this year. Yeah. As compared to the last time I was there, I don't know how it has been the last yeah. few years, but. So just getting over the finishing uh, mass. I, d- I did see that there was a giant massive queue there as well, which was unexpected. Yeah, it, because they, they had it kind of set up like this. You went over the mats, and then you collected a medal, and then you had to go over a bridge where you could take pictures, right. and they had mm-hmm. a photographer taking pictures, and mm-hmm. then you'd go in and right. collect a bar, a power yeah. bar, a drink, and then they take your timekeeper. Right. Um, but you know we were so cold we didn't care about it exactly we, we just, just want to like, get yeah. out <laughs> and so finally one of the the stewards there she said if you don't want to wait for a picture you can just go this way so we bolted that way and then uh, and then she popped up and handed us a couple medals and all that and, and all that she's like yeah I didn't think of that here you go <laughs> and uh, it was it was fine and so it was a, a really nice feeling of accomplishment uh, overall take is uh, it wasn't more difficult or easier than last time I did it right. in any way it was the same challenge in the sense that it's just to get out and do it right exactly yeah. you you modify it to your level while you're in right. it right you know uh, if you can't do something run the penalty if you can't run mm-hmm. walk a bit yeah Catch absolutely yeah you no know? one says you have to run it you know you I've, can walk the entire 8k <laughs> I saw quite a few people out there that I was really impressed that they were out there doing it. I oh, absolutely. Say. I was. I was. Just uh, so you guys know, we've had people in wheelchairs complete the race, crutches. We have uh, one guy, Boro Captis. He's called the One-Legged Warrior on uh, Facebook. He has a prosthetic leg. He runs all of them. We have guys, military guys, that run it in their weighted vests. So literally, anyone can do it. All you got to do is just make the decision to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's about it. Yeah. But uh, I, I think that's pretty good for the first podcast. There's, uh, 
I think we have a lot of uh, content for, for today yeah. to kind of go through. So what your next race is going to be, Stockholm? Yeah, June 15th. What what are you going to do between now and then? We obviously will catch up before that race, but between now and then, um, about a month, Yeah. what uh, what are you going to do? Well, uh, I'll try to step up my running a bit more now that the weather's a bit nicer. Okay. Um, it's not as difficult to get out the door now. I'll try to do some more trail running. Oh, I will focus a little more on strength exercises. Okay. I'll start to do some push-ups, a little more uh, just calisthenics for the back, things like yeah. that. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't go to the gym. I, I don't have a membership and things like that yet. So Honestly, you don't need one. There's a lot of stuff you can do with just straight body weight. Yeah. yeah. I'll do dips because that was something I, yeah. I realized, oh, wow, I felt my triceps uh, a bit more. So mm-hmm. I'll try to do some dips and some... some uh, Tricep, 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 yeah. yeah, things like yeah. that, just uh, strengthen that a bit more, and I have to keep up with my stretching. Yeah, and if I can get out uh, biking, I like to get out on the mountain bike when I can. So yeah. my plan is to try to get out a couple times on the bike as well. So yeah, again, ladies and gentlemen, it's all just total body conditioning, and you can do the, all that just straight body weight exercises and maybe a pull up bar, anything and everything else you can do on your own. So uh, until next time, Bob and I will get back to you before the uh, Stockholm race to catch up on what he's been doing and what he's looking forward to into the Stockholm race. And in that meantime, before we release the three-part part part one um, episode, we will try and do a Facebook group uh, or a Facebook page uh, called Average Bob. We'll try and set up a Twitter and Instagram account. Um, We're going to be doing things. He has a Garmin watch. We'll be setting up different challenges with Bob and with the uh, crowd. So on behalf of Toughest, on behalf of Bob, on behalf of myself, we look forward to seeing you guys next time, and we'll be releasing tons of new information on all all the platforms possible. Any last words, Bob? No, just uh, thanks for the time and the effort, Brian. Thanks thanks to Toughest for uh, giving me the opportunity. Absolutely. Until next time, guys, we'll see you on the Average Bob Podcast.